Buenos dias from BA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 20th of April 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Justice was served. On Wednesday the 20th, the US justice system convicted the former nurse of deceased President Chavez and her ex-bodyguard after a seven-year trial. Claudia Diaz, who was better known as Chavez's former nurse, and Adrián Velázquez, her husband, were both found guilty of money laundering in the United States. Consequently, the court sentenced them each to 15 years in prison and three years of probation. They were accused of using Diaz's position as national treasurer from 2011 to 2013 to amass $136 million dollars through a corruption network that exploited the exchange control system in Venezuela. Judge William P. Dimitroles in Miami ordered them to pay a $75,000 fine each and reimburse the full amount. Speaking of the U.S., on Monday the 17th, President Gustavo Petro of Colombia announced that during his upcoming conversation with his U.S. counterpart, Joe Biden, he will discuss the possibility of lifting sanctions on the Maduro regime. Colombia has called for an international meeting on the 25th of April with representatives from the United States, European countries and several Latin American states in an effort to facilitate negotiations between the Venezuelan government and the opposition. Petro reiterated that the meeting's primary objective is to, quote, eliminate sanctions, unquote, and promote, quote, much more democracy, unquote. Apparently, the relationship between Colombia and Venezuela has improved so much that entire companies are being sold between them. On Tuesday the 18th, Delcy Rodriguez, the vice president of the Venezuelan regime, announced that they are open to selling to Colombia one of their most significant companies, Monómeros. It's worth recalling that not long ago, the Colombian oil giant Ecopetrol flatly rejected the suggestion made by the Colombian ambassador to Venezuela, Armando Benedetti, that the national government might consider buying the Venezuelan petrochemical company. But it seems like the tides have turned since then. For now, there are no further details about the purchase of the petrochemical company. We'll just have to wait and see how this game of high-stakes negotiations unfolds. From Colombia to Russia. On Tuesday the 18th, Sergei Lavrov, the Minister of Foreign Affairs of Russia, met with officials from the Venezuelan government and Maduro. They discussed bilateral cooperation and Russia's presence in Latin America and the Caribbean after arriving in Caracas from a visit to Brazil. Lavrov stated that Venezuela is undoubtedly one of Russia's most loyal partners and that bilateral relations, despite international pressure, will continue to strengthen. The Russian minister, after a meeting with his Venezuelan counterpart, Ivan Hill, noted that both countries are committed to following the basic principles of the UN Charter, including non-interference in internal affairs. The PDVSA crypto plot continues. On Friday the 14th, the Maduro regime announced that they had captured the notorious hacker N33, otherwise known as Juan Almeida, who was accused of being the digital operator for former minister Tarek El Aysami. Almeida is also implicated in the Crypto PDVSA scandal, where he allegedly hacked prominent Venezuelan journalists and politicians, 
and supplied their personal information to the program La Ojisha, broadcast on Venezolana de Televisión, or VTV. With his wealth and power, Almeida ventured into the digital mining business, setting up cryptocurrency farms across the country. Another ally of El Aizami has fallen. On Tuesday the 18th, the Maduro regime confirmed the detention of Ismaili Romer Serrano Flores, the former vice president of PDVSA and another close ally of El Aizami. VTV confirmed the news and anticipated Serrano's presentation at a special anti-corruption court hearing on the PDVSA crypto and cartones de Venezuela schemes. Serrano served as vice president of PDVSA during El Aizami tenure as Minister of Petroleum. He also served as Secretary of Commerce and Economic Development in Aragua and as president of CBG Internacional. Notably, Serrano was the general coordinator of Chavez's team at Chavez Candanga to spread his propaganda on Twitter. Speaking of the Chavez team, on Thursday the 13th, Jorge Rodriguez, the president of Venezuela's Chavista National Assembly, suggested that the National Electoral Council, or CNE, should demand a public apology from the Venezuelan opposition posthumously to Divisaid Lucena. The demand would be made in exchange for technical assistance in the upcoming primary election. Rodriguez claimed that some opposition politicians took to social media to, quote, celebrate, unquote, Lucena's death and insult her memory. The opposition's unitary platform has asked the CNE for technical assistance for the primary election scheduled for the 22nd of October. This election is to determine the opposition's unitary candidate for the 2024 presidential election. In related news, on Monday the 17th, Sandra Oblitas, a former colleague of TVSI Lucena on the board of the CNE from 2006 to 2020, stepped up to take on the mantle of Minister of Higher Education, previously held by the now deceased official. Oblitas, a sociologist graduated from the Central University of Venezuela, served on the electoral governing body from 2006 to 2020. However, the new minister has a few international sanctions. The U.S. Treasury Department included her on a list of Venezuelan officials sanctioned for alleged involvement in electoral fraud, censorship of the media and corruption. The government of Panama also sanctioned her for being considered a high risk for money laundering, financing of terrorism and financing of the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. Oblitas's appointment as Minister of Higher Education has not been free of criticism. A wild news. On Thursday the 13th, agents from the Scientific, Penal and Criminal Investigations Body or CICPC and officials from the Ministry of Eco-Socialism raided an apartment in Parque Caixa, located in the Sucre municipality of the Miranda State. This was in response to multiple noise complaints from neighbors, and upon entering the apartment, they discovered 89, quote, exotic fauna, unquote, specimens. The authorities arrested 41-year-old Johan Manuel Rios Chanes, who was found to be hiding the animals in an unsuitable room without the necessary permits to do so. The poor creatures, including six nymph parrots, 16 Australian parakeets and 67 lapbirds, were seized and taken to the Parque Generalissimo Francisco de Miranda 
for some much-needed TLC from the Inparques personnel. Moving on, on Thursday the 13th, the United for Dignity Movement, or UPD, made up of activists from the LGBTQ plus community, announced that they are nominating former deputy Tamara Adrian as a candidate for the opposition primaries set for the 22nd of October 2023. According to Kobe Campos, the secretary general of UPD, the nomination was made in response to the quote, need to restore the dignity of Venezuelans in general, unquote, and highlighted that vulnerable minorities deserve representation that advocates for their rights. In other news, on Friday the 14th, in a dramatic move, Maduro ordered that all items seized during the regime's highly publicized anti-corruption operation be handed over to the Bolivarian National Police without delay. According to Maduro, the operation had resulted in the confiscation of over 500 high-end vehicles that had been purchased with ill-gotten gains. According to Maduro, this action was taken in an effort to demonstrate his government's commitment to combating corruption. On the somber morning of Sunday the 16th, tragedy struck as Adrián Garces, the president of the Municipal Council of Miranda, municipality in the state of Falcón, lost his life in a fatal traffic accident on the Falcon Zulia Highway. Alongside him were his brother, Pedro Garces, a dedicated counselor, and young Alberto José Sangranis, only 20 years old, who also suffered injuries in the crash. Despite the efforts of a compassionate citizen who rushed to the raid and took them to the Dr. Alfredo Van Grieken Hospital, Garces sadly succumbed to his injuries. In the wake of this devastating loss, relatives, friends and members of the PSUV Miranda leadership community came together to mourn the passing of the councillor. Independence Day. On Wednesday the 19th, Venezuela celebrated 213 years since the start of its quest for independence in 1810, culminating in sovereignty on the 5th of July 1811. This pivotal moment in the nation's history serves as a reminder of the resilience and determination of the Venezuelan spirit. The memory of this occasion continues to inspire and unite the people in their pursuit of a brighter future. And that's it for this week. If you don't know, Rorschach has a newsletter on Substack, so check it out. It's rare, so you won't be flooded with emails, but it will tell you a bit about what is motivating all this. Link in the show notes. Let us know what you think at venezuela at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima.